Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. You forgot my name, didn't you? Almost did there. Wow. <laughs> the show's namesake, BJ Shea. He's over there. I don't even remember who you people are. And manning the boards is Joey D. Hello. <laughs> On today's show, we will talk with Gareth Von Kallenbach about San Diego Comic-Con, because that's coming up. Oh, God. We will also talk television. TV. We'll talk a little non-spoilery with Spider-Man Far From Home. Spidey-Man. I almost said Fart From Home because that's what I keep on saying. Oh, my God. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com, because it's going to have our podcast, blogs, and more. More. Or just uh, BJ Geek Nation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh... Yeah. iTunes and Radio.com app. There you go. Look Whoa. at that. That's <laughs> That's so lot. many different ways to go ahead and check uh, us out. Listen and look at our memes. Uh, in about a week, San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con is happening. Yes, sir. And, uh, well, we've got Gareth Von Kallenbach with some news, some rumors, and some things that we may or may not see at the convention. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed, that is SKNR.net, and less than a week away, we've got San Diego Comic-Con, and you and I have been talking over the last, I don't know, couple of months or so. There were some interesting developments that some some companies weren't actually going to show up, or maybe that they're going to have a lesser presence, and now that we've gotten super close to the event, that may not seem to be the case, yet it's all still kind of up in the air right i mean the main thing with the studios is everybody was looking at hall h and when studios said we're not doing a hall h thing this year they all freaked out yeah well as we can tell you just because they're not doing a panel doesn't mean they're not going to be there we know several studios are there actively with their television shows they are going to be uh, merchandise comics whatever but some of them have little pop-ups around uh the area where they'll mm-hmm. have like interactive displays. Those are really big um, things and like set recreations and so on. So, you know, when they say they're not going to be at Comic-Con, a lot of people blew that out of proportion. They're there. They're just not doing formal panels or anything for certain things. So, and, you know, but, take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> and But that was the interesting point, too, because we had heard that uh, Marvel will, wouldn't be doing any panels, and yet now that has changed, and they're going to be doing, what, a 90-minute panel now in Hall H? Well, yeah, that's, that's just the tip <laughs> of the iceberg for what Marvel has got. Um, they are definitely doing a 90-minute panel. Now, the funny thing is the lead into this is that they have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, is going to be there. And you say, okay, no big deal. You expect that. There are those that think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might have been on the wane. You know, there was a lot of talk that mm-hmm. this new season was kind of renewed at the last minute, so on and so forth. They're in Hall H. That's the big hall. You know, there are plenty of other halls that they could go into, um, you know, that have several thousand seating capacity. They're going into the big hall this year. And so, yeah. you know, that tells you something. And then... Um, 
the movie lineup is going to be Saturday night. And that, you know, Saturday is the one where the people really camp out for because that's traditionally when the studios all do their big uh, showcases. And this is what we have coming up. And you get your first reveals and so on and so forth. But the fact that Marvel's got kind of this clever attitude of we're going to wait till Saturday night. And we're just going to go. And the the you know the belief is a lot of other panels are going to be done by this time. Uh, the dealer room is closed, so to say that the seats are going to be filled would be an understatement. <laughs> and this is great because this is you know, and we we keep having that whole game of D twenty three expos a month away. What are they going to do? What are they not going to do? What we are hearing is that the, at least the belief. Nothing from Marvel, of course. They're oh, tight yeah, left on this. Yeah, right. The spec- what I think they're going to do is they'll probably announce, they'll probably do some kind of Avengers wrap-up where they might be able to bring Robert out and some of the people and say, you know, this is the 10 years, th- great. Now let's look forward. And then that would give them the opportunity to bring um, Scarlett Johansson out if she isn't already there for the Avengers to say, okay, we're going to show you a quick tease on the Black Widow film, or this is its title, because that apparently is filming. What we're hearing that they may do is they may announce Phase 4 films at this point, possibly yeah. even casting. And then what they're going to do at D23 Expo will give you a deeper look at that, and that is where they're going to start and talking about the live-action shows like the Loki and the Vision and the Scarlet Witch and the Captain, uh, what's his name, uh, Winter Soldier yeah. and Falcon, Captain America, call it what you will. That apparently is how they're going to do it, but the belief is they will announce essentially what phase four is going to be at uh, Comic-Con. And the big thing I think at this point, after having recently just seen Spider-Man Far From Home, is that they've kept all of this information super close because they wanted that movie out before they even thought about throwing anything else out there for the fans because they wanted people to focus on this rather than phase four and beyond. Oh, exactly. And like uh, we said, there was an article in Entertainment Weekly recently. They still won't publicly, Kevin Feige still still won't publicly acknowledge the um, uh, Black Widow movie, even though it's been widely reported, it's been filming, there have been photos coming from the set. They still won't say, nope, they still won't acknowledge that it even exists. <laughs> and that's because, you know, uh, it, well, look, look at Avengers Endgame. You know, questions start to come up, and it's like, all, you know, all will be revealed in time, but you know how fans are. They want the answer now. So <laughs> this is where the all eyes are going to be, and they're going to have, I mean, uh, you, you just watch about 7 o'clock till, I think it's 7 o'clock till 9 or so, or 7 o'clock Saturday, a week from Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You just watch the social media trends, and it's probably going to be, because everybody's going to be sitting there with their cell phones out, and the moment someone says something, you're going to start seeing the photos and <laughs> all the, the you know the tweets and the Instagrams coming out, and hey, they just announced so and so, and so and so is here, and that's uh, and you know, and that's what the convention's about, getting that social media buzz going. And, I mean, beyond just Marvel, we have other stuff with AMC, and that's even more than just The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, right? Oh, absolutely. So, uh, for those that may remember last year, I have my Fear the Walking Dead obstacle course and maze <laughs> with all the props and everything. Yeah. Uh, they are back again this year. <laughs> oh, with nice. Headquarters is what they're calling it. So, um, you know, barring any schedule changes, I may kick off my Thursday right there and get that done. So nice. Across the street. <laughs> and uh, the bulk of it is going to be, um, for me, probably going to be Friday because they are just going crazy because between Friday and Saturday, and they've got uh, the Terror, Fear, Fear the Walking Dead, Walking Dead, 
Preacher, and Nosferatu. And it, all shows that I like, so this is a, <laughs> this is a good plus for me. And the interesting part is uh, this Preacher is going to be the last season. They've already announced that, so it'll be kind of uh, interesting to see where they're going to go with that, or at least what they're going to show for the upcoming season. Yeah, and I think they're going to be kind of guarded about it, too, because traditionally this format that we have for either a press conference or uh, roundtable interviews is they usually give us about an hour, mm-hmm. and some of these are only 50, uh, 30 minutes long. You know, some of them are an hour, some of them are uh, oh, okay. 30 minutes. And I noticed, like, uh, at least on the schedule, the terror and the preacher are 30 minutes. So that tells me that that's basically going to be more of a get them up there doing a press conference, have them pose for a few photos, maybe take a few questions from the crowd out rather than have them literally sit down and meet with you know various tables full of press and go from table to table answering questions. So, um, you know, kind of get the idea that maybe they want to promote it, they want to go out with a bang, but they don't want people asking too many questions. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Certain things, because, you know, they probably do have some... They, they did something similar last year, but it was an hour long, and they did take, uh, it's about 10, 12 questions. So <laughs> be interesting to see what they do this year. I love it. Now, also, finally, Amazon. What uh, what do you have you been hearing about what they have to fare? Well, Amazon is going uh, all out, to say the least. There is a gigantic uh, construction project going on uh, right near the convention center. Ooh. And, I mean, we're, we're talking steel girders, high-tech, everything. And essentially what they're doing is they are setting up a big activation. That's kind of like the buzzword this year. And essentially those are uh, like set recreations, interactive displays. You'll see the photos when we get there, and a lot of this goes on but they're promoting um the expanse which they now have mm-hmm. carnival row which is a new show they're very excited about and the boys which is the dysfunctional oh, oh, yeah. uh, superhero thing and to give you an idea of just how big this stuff is they told me for example when you go to the expanse there's a recreation of their ship and you can literally walk through it wow. and interact with things and stuff like that. So they told us that it's going to be absolutely insane. So we're uh, definitely looking forward to that. And, you know, Carnival Row is a big show that they're really, really pushing, um, you know, and of course we all know this superhero thing because that, as you, we've talked about before, the streaming thing's getting crazy and even more companies are getting into the mix. And so, yeah. you know, you get to the point where they studios want to be taken seriously not just as an outlet for content, they want to be taken seriously for their originals. They're investing heavily. Amazon has been investing extremely heavily in original content, not just acquiring things that have, uh, you know, gone defunct on other things. And so they're going all up in PR to them. It's not just enough to do panels and press rooms. We're going out there with this gigantic interactive display, just like the other big studios are. Nice. And apparently theirs is going to be bigger than some of the others. And that's what's always fun is when you you know, pull in and you see all of this stuff like you know, a block or so away from the convention center. You start to see all these things popped up along the sidewalk across the street. And you go, you know, they're dropping a ton of money. <laughs> on these things and that's and that's what's beautiful about it just you, you know you get all the light rails decked out in the tv shows which is funny because you know i remember last year whiskey cavalier was heavily featured on the light rails and it didn't even make a year but that's the beauty of it you could at least see the studio had enough confidence behind it and put a ton into the marketing and so uh that's what's so amazing about it i mean you know the well another prime example i know my wife was a little upset over this one um 
the Jack Ryan show on Amazon that they've already committed to season two and three. Yeah. Um, Krasinski's not available because he's apparently filming, but last year they had a complete recreation of a marketplace uh, complete with a full-size helicopter, boom, right there across from the convention center. <laughs> I and love it. so I, was, I thought it was funny that I did not see them listed, but you know they're going to be there, and you know they're going to be having panels, and they're going to be pushing this, and then there's all the other stuff that we haven't even heard about yet because their attitude is we don't need to promote it. Once you show up and you see this thing, you're going to want to get in line. So. <laughs> I love it. And I mean, you're going to have all that information, pictures, video, and more at SKNR.net. So while we build up the excitement, I know you're preparing all that and people can get more information there. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Gareth. Again, that's Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. Now, let's talk some TV. Uh, BJ. Yes. Uh, the second season of Krypton is happening. Yes. And uh, how is it going? Uh, Joey Dees and I are watching the show. and You guys yeah. really liked the first season. Yeah, we did. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, we did. Yeah. Uh-oh. Is this going to be one of those ones where you're not going to make it through uh, the second season? You know, I know. Uh, when you're I driving know. your car. And there's a speed bump, and you're like, ah, "This speed bump might be a little too big. I might, I might smash the bottom of my car or something." Uh oh. We're about halfway with the speed bump, and I'm pretty sure we're going to smash our car. Oh no, bottom's falling out on old Krypton, huh? Yeah. So the first season was pretty slow to start, but it really revved up at the end. It brought a lot of characters in, you know, from the uh, Superman universe. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was good. It made sense. This season, they started off by telling you that they were brainwashing everyone, and everyone's character's different now. Yeah. Oh. And so it's Ooh. kind of jarring, and you don't really care about anyone anymore. Well, I really yeah, don't. When you fundamentally change a character from one thing to another, why? Yeah, why it, would you be invested at that point? And the whole idea is like it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet now, where the main character is trying to like unbrainwash his girlfriend who knows him but doesn't know the real him and he's like wow you're different now what's going on no, <laughs> it's just like I, we already know what's going on you showed us in episode one it's episode five what's going on or four I and that's say. the spoiler alert that you didn't get from the first couple of episodes because she was of course brainwashing people and you didn't realize that she was brainwashed herself you, you, you kind of thought she's really acting a little odd but not brainwashed odd and then you realize oh I guess she is brainwashed odd and her name rhymes with Zod or she's from the Zod family you know, it's just like, oh, God, uh, you know, it's just it is. It's in, and then and of course, the, the main character, uh, Superman's granddad, he's a, he was a little weird for a while because he had Brainiac in his head. Yeah, oh. they don't. Oh, man. And it, they, so this uh, show has no rules because one of the main characters can travel through time and has already talked to the time gods back in season one. And the time gods pretty much told them, you're going to screw everything up. You don't understand how time works. You're going to change things in the past. It's going to change the future, but we're going to let you do what you want to do. Yeah. So this season, they're kind of like, oh, cool. Let's see what we can do with that. Maybe he can jump dimensions, too. And it's and I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I, d- I don't care about this. You are, I just don't. And he's an idiot. That's the other thing is, is that, so he's an idiot. Then they introduce Lobo, who's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like when they said that they're going to bring in Lobo, I know Lobo from the 90s. Now, the 90s was a really weird time for comic books. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, I wonder how they're going to be doing this. And the fact that you just were like, and he's an idiot. I'm like, well, okay, so they're going to keep it with the 90s version of Lobo. Yeah, which, I mean, we already have an idiot. Here comes another idiot. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, you know, that there's a delicate balance to shows like this because it's already far-fetched because of all of the spatial effects and CGI and the 
this world of Krypton. I mean, it's just so superhero-y far-fetched. you got to have something grounding. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he, Lobo's too, he's just too cartoony. It just doesn't ground it for me. Yeah, and it's weird, too, because their whole the whole series with Lobo, or the whole arc of it, is like, oh, how are we going to defeat him? Lobo is invulnerable, or you know, he's immortal. He can regrow all his limbs and everything. We'll run. We'll just keep running until we get away from him. And I'm like, what? What? That doesn't make any sense. He's going to catch you. You have nowhere to go. And how is Brainiac even still alive if Lobo can blow his own head off and still live through it? Which is basically, and not only can blow his own head off, but somehow he has the ability to choose where he'll grow his parts because he could have grown his parts from where he was when he lost his arm through a force field, but he decided to blow his head off and have his arm regrow his body. So the rules in my (laughs) it's like, well, what governs this ability? I don't know. Oh, it was actually the funniest (laughs) part of the whole 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 season so far is there's a force field blocking the two main characters from Lobo, and he he tries to run through the force field. His arm goes through. The rest of him stops, and it cuts in half, right? And the, the guy... And then, of course, stupid characters are like, ha, 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 what are you going to do now? So he blows himself up. Yeah, he <laughs> and, blows his own head off. And he just starts regrowing inside of the room <laughs> they're hiding in. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is pretty amazing. And if this was like, I was eight years old or something watching this, it would oh, be the coolest, the best yeah, super villain of yeah, all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's a half body, half head right now. And he's talking to him as he's regrowing. He's like, just waiting, waiting here. Another 20 minutes, I'm going to kill you. And the, the good guys are all like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. He's just, Maybe he's just keep growing. Running. Maybe yeah. keep running, guys. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, it's so stupid. It's amazing. It yeah. is. And this is the thing. Deadpool, Deadpool does, it's, it reminded me a lot of Deadpool as far as that <laughs> whole moment. Legs. But the thing is, the rest of Deadpool is so good because everybody else really plays it straight. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they yeah. ground Deadpool so that you, it's just not a complete farce. So that actually Deadpool's the fun one of the show. The trouble is, is Lobo's not supposed to be the main character. And it's like, yeah, it's everything's just all, ugh. And, and uh, mind you, the good guy, the good guy that came to save one of the main characters, can literally teleport whenever he wants. And so it doesn't really make any sense because every time you're like, why don't you just use your teleportation device and run? And he's yeah. like, oh, I can't leave without my best friend. I'm like, you can come back. You can go 10 feet in the know. other direction. Choose anything. And he always seems to lose it or break it. Yeah. And it's just like, if I had a device uh, like that, I would make sure nobody have any access to it. I'd put it somewhere where I could just reach in my jacket and press the button, but I wouldn't. you wouldn't have to see it. Oh, they introduce uh, yeah. Lobo in the best way, though. The first uh, view of the character you get, he has an what he calls the S-head radar that he lives on planets, which is just a little beacon that will scan the planet every time someone like jumps onto it. Well, I think S-head <laughs> is actually Brainiac. I think that's what the S-head radar is, is that it's he calls Brainiac S-head. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what it's well, S-head radar, and he said, yeah. yeah, and he yeah. Says so he Brainiac. knows that Brainiac's yeah. there, yeah. But so he, he calls shows him it. S-head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I think Lobo would be better if the rest of the show just wasn't cartoony in what it's doing. And like Joe said, they knocked us off our, our, our game by everybody being weird. Then here comes Lobo. Maybe. I think I'm just going to go, and I'm going to see if I can find someone who's done a supercut of just the Lobo scenes. Oh, I'll that's just great. watch those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and he's the best character, and he's the most fun arc, because there are three arcs this season, and it's the only one that's fun, and it's the least traveled one <laughs> yeah you're right and you know i don't care about grandma zod i you know i mean because grandma i don't zod. care about mom zod to to zod zod uh which they've also made that a joke i mean it's just like oh god oh. season one had so much potential they do the best thing so you know when like a, a, a good guy gets captured and then he gets returns to the ally base and yeah. they're always like hey how'd you get back from the ally ba- or how, from, from the bad guys and they're, and they're always like, oh, well, you know, I escaped. I did this, this, and that. Nah, they even they bypassed that part, Rev. She literally just goes, yeah, you know, I, uh, I just, I mean, I had a reason to leave. Yeah. 
it's like, Even what? though they have, had they no have my baby and they couldn't get my baby out of there, but I could get out of there even though I'm, you know, like you'd think they would keep me too and kill me and brainwash me, but they didn't. Oh, that sounds terrible. I, I, know, I know. And then even, even one-eyed lady is just looks like a cartoon to me. It's just like, okay. So here's the question. Yeah. You've watched a couple episodes so yeah. far. Are you going to keep sticking with it for this season? See this season it's out? It's a pretty show. I love to watch pretty sci-fi. Mm-hmm. That's the only saving grace. Now, what? Now, Killjoys and the boys are about to... Killjoys is coming back soon. Mm-hmm. The boys is going to be on soon. I may run out of space. That's, yeah. that, that's the real problem. I'm yeah. going to watch the end of the season for one reason and one reason only. I'm going to get my Thanos moment. Doomsday is already broken out of his cage. Ah. He's going to kill everyone. <laughs> so you want to get that part. All yeah. right. Yeah. And there is one other reason why I may not watch. Uh. Sci-fi. Like, oh, am I going to invest in a show that they may just been, cancel? You've been hurt by sci-fi yeah, before. Yeah, so it's like, if I don't really love the like, show... Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by sci-fi. Yeah. I have. <laughs> many times. <laughs> many, show many, show many, us many. on the Lobo where yeah. sci-fi hurt you. Oh, right over here, <laughs> where I blew my own head off. And in the heart. All yeah. right, well, uh, let's get some feedback from the Nationals. If you're watching Krypton and you can argue some of these points for uh, from and, BJ and uh, Joe, yeah. let me know, man. BJGeekNationGmail.com. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, if you listen last year I was like Heidi this wasn't on a lot of people's radar and I said check this show out I know, it's great I know you kept pushing it and pushing it and we're like alright I'm just like wow how can you ruin a show that's how you do it how the money yep. have fallen uh, going over onto the Netflix side Jessica Jones it's season 3 Jessica now, uh, I'm, I'm not that far in, but I've watched at least a couple. Okay, see, I haven't even watched season two. Uh, after I watched Jessica Jones season one, I was like, that's pretty good. All right. Uh, Here's all I got to Se- tell you. Okay. Here's all I got to tell you about season two. Spoiler alert. Huh. Okay, Jessica finds her mother, finds out who she really is, and then- and Her then mother Pat- has a new face. Yeah, her mother has a new face. Realize, oh, you're my mom. Hi, mom. And you're psycho. You didn't die in the car accident after all. And, oh, you're super strong too. And oh, Patsy just killed you on a Ferris wheel. That's the season. All right. Cool, no! thanks. So now with uh-huh. season three. Yes, all right. So that's all you got to know. Oh, oh, by the way, Patsy wants to be a superhero. And, and that's been kind of known through yeah. all the seasons. And Patsy yeah. did get the superhero mock-up for a workup from the guy that did Jessica Jones and the mom, but it was stopped before a full meal deal could happen. And all we could see at the end of season two was that Patsy's like, oh, I dropped my phone and I caught it with my foot. With my cat-like reflexes. And she had like a cat name in the comic. So. Yeah, hmm. Hellcat or Hell, or, or Firecat or Hellcat. Yeah, I think cat it was Firecat. Walker. I think... Uh, We've talked about this Katniss, before. I'm yeah. not sure what the hell she is. Uh, Kat Everdeen, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> I will say this. Um, again, I'm only a couple of episodes in. Okay. But it's intriguing me more than season two. All right, that's good. Yeah. Okay. And I, I'm, I, and that's the trouble is I love Jessica Jones. I love her character. I think Kristen Ritter does such a great job. She's an awesome, awesome character. So I... It's Hellcat, by the way. Yeah, oh, Hellcat. Oh, Hellcat. All right. So, but yeah, Vicky, you binge watched it, right? Oh yes, yeah. And I very much loved it. Oh good, so it's uh, much better than season two. Yeah, I, I, it's not going to have that same zing as season one. Obviously, that's a very, very difficult thing for any show to do. But I found myself enjoying it, and I found myself hating certain characters. And I hate one character more than I hate uh, what's her face Patsy? from Daredevil. Yes. Oh, oh, you mean Karen? Karen? You, yes, you, you, Karen Page. You, you never oh. liked Karen Page. Because it's just that she was so thirsty. It's like, come I on, love, woman. I love Karen Page. That's you and I are so different on Karen Page. I love her. It's like you're everywhere, man, and you're thirsty for everyone. Well, that's true. That's probably um, she reminds me of me. But it's just like the way she be and how entitled she is. It's like, oh my god, you're such a brat. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. And it's just like, and then you'll continue to see the evolution of what Patsy. what she ends up doing and how she is about herself. Patsy Trish. Yes. Uh, so, uh, um, so, so it, was, that, yeah. it was still worth watching for you, though? Yep. Uh, they have 
like any of the other Marvel shows, there's two like bad guys. Mm-hmm. Like one that's the more apparent one, and then there's another one that's like, oh, it's the underline. Like who's the, really behind the all this? Season bad guy, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, I like I like what they did with it because it it didn't feel like you know the thing you hate where it's basically you're paired up you get the villain and the good guy and they're basically the same thing but just wearing different outfits yeah yep yeah Batman Joker mm-hmm. but like uh, it's it would be like yeah it, it, when it was it was like, uh, Yellow Jacket versus Ant-Man yes. oh right I yeah. see what you mean. and the yes. Hulk versus the other Grey Hulk or yeah. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, abomination abomination thank oh, you oh that guy yeah. so um it's it, this is a little different, okay, and I like it, and that's kind of fun with that. Oh, all right, um, moving on from that. Now we're only going to spend a little bit of time on this. Wanted to get initial reactions. Spidey Man. Yes, we will be doing a spoilerific version next week, talking about Spider Man: Fart from Home. Yeah, because I'm seeing it tonight. I'm yes, it. Yeah. and uh, Joe, you and your father BJ, that's yes, correct. have just seen it. I watched it last week mm-hmm. uh, during the old uh, vacation. Uh, what did you guys think of it? Fantastic. Really? Yeah. Maybe one of my favorite superhero movies right now. Wow. Yeah. How would you compare it to the first Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland? Oh, you, you mean Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming? Homecoming? Yes. yes. The first one, Homecoming. Oh, this one is way, way better. Really? Yeah, this is essentially what I expected the first time I knew that Tom Holland was going to get a movie. Because it's more... Uh, engaging of the actual Spider-Man universe as opposed to the other one which was kind of like, like we're still in the same genre as the Avengers and everything. It's like kind of sh- it's just there because the Avengers are there and they need that movie exactly. to fill that space. Yeah and it's much more epic which is great because the Vulture just wasn't an epic character whereas Mysterio yeah. and and all the elementals which I'm not giving anything away because those are those are in the trailers yeah, in the trailer. yeah, yeah. those th- I mean they're amazing and to see them in you know 3D or IMAX whatever you get to do uh, and also the relationships the, 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 the way that that Peter and his friends relate and also they you know it's great as they talk about post blip you know when everybody popped yeah. back after yeah. being gone for five years mm-hmm. um, I, I yeah it's a well done movie and you can t- Columbia Sony you're really really smart that you just said look we're gonna put our name on it but it's a Marvel movie it's and a Marvel Studios movie when I saw it uh, I thought the like you were talking about the CGI is fantastic I think this is one of those movies that you absolutely need to see in the theater I didn't necessarily care so much about the story because it's a teen love story at its core and I'm I don't care I just yeah, don't care about that it, stuff that's what I loved about Peter Parker and I related so much to him so it brought me back to my youth yeah. reading the comics and this is a really good bookend for the end of phase three it makes sense and it tells the story of what happens after Endgame and how people are dealing with that and I think that was a really good way to do that and it leads into what it means to be a superhero in this post like where everybody knows what happens or at least they have an idea of what happened when Endgame came about because that was a worldwide, galaxy-wide event, but it was definitely everyone in the world knew something was going on. And I have to tell, I will tell you this: it's an interesting thing because uh, they have a Mysterio cross, they have a Mysterio story arc right now going on in Spider-Man the comic book. Okay, MJ is also in Spider-Man the comic book. Of course, it's old school MJ, mm-hmm. you know, the redhead from way back actress. Um, gosh, I have to tell you, you know, seeing the portrayal of MJ on the screen compared to how she's being traditionally written in the books. 
I feel like I I actually like the new MJ a lot better. She's much more contemporary. It's oh, like Zendaya. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, Zendaya's portrayal and the writing of MJ now is, I think, how MJ would be if was, this was the, if if they said we want to have this sort of independent and uh, strong woman to have uh, offset you and know sassy. Peter Parker. Yeah, and, sassy, and MJ was all that back in the day. Yeah, but it's 1960s sassy, strong, and it's. It's very dated compared to Zendaya's model, which is so much it's so much more current. Yeah, I agree. And she's not necessarily the most popular care, uh, person in the school type of thing, which never really made sense for Spider-Man because Spider-Man is always so busy that you would think that he would go for more of someone who would be more interested in him anyways. And she's very interested in him throughout the entire uh, movie. Yeah. So it makes sense that he would respond to that as opposed to where MJ, he was mostly fantasizing about her. Mm-hmm. And Zendaya's moments where she's vulnerable, because for yes. the most part, she's not. Mm-hmm. You know, she's very standoffish but you know kids have a reason for being the way they are and she's very dark her character's always dark and they have plenty of examples of that in the movie and then when she got vulnerable it was like okay this is good acting chops this is good writing uh i love john favreau's happy and i'm like i want more of him as as the new mentor for peter parker yeah i uh i just this movie was good it was just good it's one of those ones that i want to get people's feedback on it not only the uh the characters and stuff like that but the implications of the world and where we're going to be getting bigger and uh, uh, where we're be, where we're going to be going from there. Um, so next week, let us know. Yeah, it's going to be full spoilery. Uh, so be ready for that. I'm hoping to get my dad's review too because he's just like you're in the same, same age ballpark, group yeah. and it, they live the same lives just in different countries. <laughs> Every Wednesday, they both went up and got their Spider-Man and Fantastic Four comic books. And Spidey is my dad's guy, yeah. and I know he's going to wear his it. Spider-Man shirt I bought him to the movie theater when we go. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your dad. I hope your dad really, really likes it because I think it's a really good updating mm-hmm. of what Peter Parker would be today if we were first introduced and all the characters around him. I love Ned. Ned is awesome. I love. <laughs> I love Flat. I mean, I love this whole group. Mm-hmm. And you know something? Yes, this group is not the whitewash group that I grew up with because that's just where we were in life. I love this group, and they are just as much what's like what the Spider-Man world is. So uh, you know, kudos to Marvel for making this happen. My dad really liked the first one uh, he does he went with anything music or whatever he's a purist but I think he's going to really enjoy this just yeah. based on what you're saying nice and like I said next week full spoiler we want your reviews bjgeeknation at gmail.com but now it is time for the geek sheet with Vicky B alright Vicky what movies are coming out <laughs> oh, so what everyone should wow. just go watch Spider-Man then. Well, of course, yeah. it's a week after Spider-Man Nothing's coming out No, yeah. I mean, next yeah. week we have The Lion King But as of the recording of yeah. today, it's not doing so well As of uh, right now uh, On the coming soon, it says 56% That's oh, it? Oh, no Yeah, so that's for next week Hopefully, as more How critics watch possible? it uh, People don't like the Disney remakes? They don't maybe like the CGI? Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I love the John Favreau It only stuff. has... 67 pers- or 67 people so far. The only thing I could think of is if for some reason the voice work just wasn't what you remember. I don't know. And I'm also thinking maybe the fact that it's just a burnout. They've done so many of these live action remakes this year alone. That's a good point. But it could just be a bit of a Disney burnout. Yeah, one well, a year should be, I think, enough. I kind of agree with that. One person says, uh, The Lion King is missing something, a purpose, maybe, and a heart. Ooh. What? But how could all you had to anyway, do was do it the same way? I don't understand. I don't know. We'll figure it out once we actually get to wow. see the movie. Yep. All right. Uh, the two that are actually out this week that yes. maybe this is a stretch, but uh, Stuber. 
Oh yeah, because oh. it's got Batista and, and, and Kumail Nanjiani and Karen Gillian. Oh oh, not yeah. Karen Gillan's in it. Yep, Karen Gillan. Oh, there you go, BJ. There's a reason oh, for you to go see like it. It's, it's really getting beaten up even more than Lion King, though. Forty-four percent. Oh, that's Oof. actually better than it was getting. It was at twenty something. Wow. I mean, I think it's because there's more reviewers. As of right now, there's only seventy-one total reviewers. I mean, so. Drax and Kumail just seem like a team that you want. <laughs> I mean, it felt like it's that's my team. It you just know, it feels he, weird. He has a name, BJ. It's not just Drax. I know, but he's basically going to be Drax. <laughs> it, I made a couple of more lines. This this movie threw me off because Dave Bautista is also in another one. It's like something about a spy and a little kid. Oh, really? Yeah, so that threw me off because I thought that was this movie. Oh. So I'm just like, you just kind of found your niche. Like, you're a little... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that's a... Uh, if you really... I'm assuming it's going to be fun. It's just not going to be the greatest movie of all time. But I think if you're looking for a good time, I think this is going to probably deliver. I'm going to probably watch it uh, on HBO or something, Showtime. And you were talking about uh, Dave Bautista's My Spy. My Spy, there Which oh. is p- being pushed now to 2020. Oh, oh so it's supposed to come out this year. Oh, yeah. It, I, it feels don't weird. Don't know why, yeah. but yeah. I mean, he's a spy in that one and he's a cop in this one. I just feel like it's too similar. I mean, if, I, if that's why they did it, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I have n- had never heard of this, and there's not really any main actors of that we know of, but it's called Crawl. Crawl. Oh, I've been seeing this advertised. It's a horror movie. Ooh. Yep. When a massive hurricane hits her Florida hometown, Haley ignores evacuation orders to search for her missing father. Finding him gravely injured in the crawl space of their family home, oh. the two become trapped by quickly encroaching floodwaters. As time runs out to escape the strengthening storm, Haley and her father discover that the rising water level is the least of their fears. Mm. Spoiler alert, the poster has an alligator. Yeah, alligators! Oh, alligators no. going to eat people. Don't do it, or alligator. crocodile, I don't know. Nice. I, I don't know if he's... It's you know, alligator. If, I don't know if I'm going to see him in a while or... <laughs> okay. I get it. All right, then. We're going to end I'll on see that him later. <laughs> okay. So it's a good horror movie if you wow. uh, didn't I don't get know, your I mean, horror it, fix. It has no rating as of now. Oh. So, so maybe well, not So it's great. a horror movie that's yes. out if you want to go see those things or maybe just sit at home and watch Stranger Things, which we'll talk about on... On uh, Monday's episode. Oh, will we? Yeah. All right, fine. I've only seen two episodes. Well, you better catch up on that. Okay. Until (laughs) next time, guys. Stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.